Hey, it's James here, welcoming you to this presentation of the Hashtag Finance Podcast. This is just a reminder that if you like video, all of our CEO and expert interviews are featured on the Hashtag Finance playlist on CSE TV, including the show that you are about to listen to. Remember that is CSE Space TV on YouTube. And finally, this is just a friendly reminder that the views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Canadian Securities Exchange and its employees. So happy listening, and now enjoy the show. This is Hashtag Finance, presented to you by the Canadian Securities Exchange, the exchange for entrepreneurs, with your host, Barrington Miller. Hi, welcome to an edition of Hashtag Finance. I'm your host, Barrington Miller, and today I'm here with Robert Grosbeck, co-CEO of Planet 13. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Brenton. Great to be with you. First question. How are you doing? How's the family? How's everyone? Oh, everyone's good. We're, you know, like everyone, we're trying to navigate this pandemic and trying to figure out, uh, you know, whether there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we, we get confident. We think things are moving in the right direction. And then, you know, we see blips that tell us otherwise. And, you know, we're just navigating. Um, I, I got to say, there's a, there was a big difference from, I guess it's now going on nine months, uh, from MJ Biz. Right. Uh, for those that don't know, MJ Biz is, it might be North America's largest uh, cannabis conference. If not the largest, then definitely one of the largest. Um, the CSE was there with um, MNP and MGO Allo as partners, as well as Aird and Burles, and a few of my colleagues, uh, Grace and our CEO Richard Carlton, had an opportunity to visit uh, your facility. Um, to describe it as a dispensary, not not accurate at all. It's a it's a small universe, <laughs> literally. Um, just just phenomenal. Just just phenomenal. We fast forward a little bit and now the business has changed. The world has changed and therefore your business has changed. Right. Um, how have you had to pivot and how have you been pivoting? Well, it was, as I said, it was game changing for us. We were operating at, uh, you know, at then uh, record levels. You know, we're very excited moving into March. We were looking at another record month and the third week we we were told by the governor that uh, we were going to shut down in 24 hours. And literally, uh, we went from, you know, an open operational dispensary, the world's largest, to uh, a shuttered operation. And we were fortunate in that our governor allowed uh, the industry to operate from a, a curbside program initially. And, um, but that was new to us. We had no curbside program to speak of. We really had no delivery system to speak of. So that was obviously a huge and dramatic um, impact to us and uh, to our employees. And we sat back and made a decision at the executive level that we could either close our doors and try to weather the storm and see what, uh, how things looked when we came out of it, or we could pivot and try to make a, a go of the curbside program, which uh, we did. And we put considerable resources overnight to uh, shuttering the um, the superstore 
and uh, pivoting to a, a delivery program and uh, curbside initially. And then about a month later, we were able to go into uh, to the delivery service. And for us, it's actually, it's worked well. It was very stressful, very trying, but uh, we we're very fortunate. We've got an excellent management team, outstanding staff that really stepped up to the challenge and met that head on. And uh, it's, it's now a revenue stream that we never had before. So from that standpoint, it's been uh, a positive. And it's continued as we've now reopened the store. So we're really excited about that. So you went from, you went from fully operational, uh, 24 hours, 24-hour <laughs> notice, change right. your whole business plan. Right. One month of curbside, change it or extend it or alter it. To deliver, yeah, it was un- it was incredible. I it, you know I sit back and I think about it. Somebody needs to write a book one day because it was it was a game changer. I mean, we were literally looking at laying off at that time about two hundred and fifty employees, um, and then rehiring them almost all immediately. And now ramping up, you know, as we uh, as we closed last month, we're close to four hundred employees, and um, so. It's, again, created challenges, but it created opportunities for us as well. We capitalized on those, and, you know, we were very fortunate, again, to have a great team that helped make this pivot happen successfully. How has – how have your competitors been? And, and, I, and I, say this, I say this sort of loosely. They're not really competitors in the cannabis business per se because this sector is unlike any sector I've ever witnessed. Like, right. people support each other. You're – sort of like frenemies um how, yeah, how have they been i think your term frenemies was was a good one it's, it's an interesting business there are issues that we can come together on but it's it's very competitive very fragmented um okay. some of the operators here in town did well they pivoted well um in their operations and and have have, have done a good job others uh, didn't and it's like every business you know there's some that'll succeed and uh, quite a few that will fail. And fortunately for the industry here in Nevada, you know, the governor allowed us to reopen stores if in a permitted capacity. And for us, that's been a game changer because we are the largest dispensary in the state by a significant uh, margin. That allowed us, you know, our, our occupancy at half, 50% is still upwards in the 400 range. So, you know, we have the ability to, to move a lot of customers through the facility, even at the uh, limited threshold. Of 50%. So it's been uh, very uh, So just for our, our listeners and our viewers, uh, Planet 13 actually doesn't only sell Planet 13, I guess, crops or, or merchandise or, or things. Um, what percentage would you say is from Planet 13 and what percentage is from other, uh, other venues and retailers or growers in the, in the state? Well, uh, great question. So pre-COVID, about 90% of our product mix was outside vendors, um, 10% being in-house. That is now we're boosting as we grow our in-house brands. That's boosted up to right in the 20, 25% range, wow. maybe a little higher in some of the SKUs. But we're going to continue to grow that. Um, but again, we know, given the amount of product we, we move through the facility uh, and, and our customers' desires, they want to have variety, they want to have a mix. So we're going to continue, obviously, to use 
third-party vendors, you know, going forward. But our goal is, you know, to try to get uh, our, our branded products um, in the store representing 30, maybe 40% of, of our revenue. Let's uh, let's talk more about your in branding, uh, your in house uh, branded products. Right. Uh, what is what are the popular ones, or what devices did you find that people are are gravitating towards? And has there been a change um, in those types since pre COVID? Well, it's interesting. Yeah, there's been an overall shift in the market, more uh, gravitating back toward flower. So pre COVID. Oh, okay. Um, you know, we would see probably 70% of our product mix would be non-flowered, be, you know, vapes, um, you know, um, anything that was a non-flower product. We've seen the reverse of that now where we're seeing a lot more flower. But on our product lines, our in-house brands, our flowers do exceptionally well. Our medicine branded flowers, we cannot keep in stock. We recently acquired another growth facility to meet that demand so we can expand and meet it. Really, only only Planet Thirteen is actually acquiring. Yeah, well, and we're continuing. Yeah, we're looking at other opportunities as we speak. But what we did is we rolled out our Aha gummy line initially, and that's you know infused gummies in like five flavors, and that immediately grew to one of the top SKUs you know for for gummies in the state, if not the top. And same with you know our other. Uh, now we just launched our. Uh, it was originally under Elysium brand. We've rebranded that as a ha-ha beverage line. We just put that out into the market uh, last week. So, you know, getting back to ha-ha, we've been very pleased with that. Um, our, our chocolates um, have done exceptionally well. Um, Dreamland is um, just sells great in the store, which is unusual. In the middle of summer, you're selling chocolate bars. Um, but as we're very excited now, we're in 30 countries throughout the state. And, uh, you know, frankly, the response from the consumer has been fantastic, and we knew it would be, and we're going to continue to grow on that. Our trendy lines are doing exceptionally well, leaf and vine. Um, so we've got a, a nice variety of product mix that we're manufacturing in-house and selling here and in the wholesale markets around about. I'm curious, and I kind of want to get into um, tourism. And like I said, like I've traveled to Las Vegas a few times, and... Um, yeah, it's a it's a tourist uh, it's a tourist destination. I'm thinking more from California to Nevada, and right. the the interstate travel and the effect on business. Right. How has that been, and was it changing? Well, yeah, it's changed dramatically. So you know, pre-COVID, we were seeing four and a half million people a month come through the airport. That dropped down as low as a million. We've seen it bounce back now. The latest numbers I saw about a million six. I think it was July. So it's trending in the right direction, but it's you know it's light years from where it was pre-COVID. It's going to take a lot of time. The California traffic, the road traffic, has ticked up considerably. Okay. Now, I look at the room occupancy rates on about a daily basis. Oh, I, I do look at them, and you know we were seeing occupancy levels pre-COVID in the 80, 90 percent uh, range routinely now midweek you're seeing you know mid to high teens low 20s on the weekend you'll see you know they can get upwards of 50 or 100 percent of their open rooms we've got a long way to go it has been very challenging and very difficult and it wasn't until last week that bars were actually able to open again 
Now, with that being said, for us, we've had record traffic and record revenue, you know, in June, July, or June, July, August, just it's really come back um, in a big way for us. So we're, we're very appreciative of that. Very excited to see those numbers and that traffic. And, you know, we think it'll continue. We're really a destination. You, you kind of hit it on the head at the outset of the interview. This is much more than a dispensary. It's an entertainment yeah. And it, it is a destination. And now we've got a fabulous restaurant here in-house that is really gaining traction. And, um, you know, people love it. Now they're coming here for the restaurant, too. And, you know, so now that things are moving in the right direction, you know, we're taking a real hard look at actually expanding the facility, the dispensary, and bringing other amenities in, um, you know, getting them back on track. So we're excited about that. Um, I have a note here uh, telling me from uh, from our uh, from Mark. Um, let's talk a little bit about the bot deal, and it was like forty to fifty million in cash afterwards. Right. Why Why did you do this bot deal? Well, for a couple of reasons. We want to build a war chest uh, to take advantage of because uh, there are a lot of deals out there, and you know we're looking to to do acquisitions. We're looking to you know bring um, accretive opportunities in-house, you know, into our portfolio, and we need to move quickly. And one thing we discovered early on, um, cash is king, particularly in this market. So it's nice to be uh, well-positioned to take advantage of those opportunities as they present themselves. And we are looking. And they're, they're you know, notwithstanding COVID and the travel restrictions, we're spending a lot of time looking at a few key markets that we want to be in. Are you able to tell us which ones? Well, it's no secret. Yeah, some of them, you know, we obviously want to look for the East Coast. We're really uh, bullish on long-term prospects in Massachusetts. We've taken a hard look at Michigan. We've taken a look at Illinois. So some of those states, you know, have been on our radar for quite some time. You know, with, there's no secret there. But it has to be the right opportunity. And for us, we've got a, you know, a checklist that we put together some time ago. And if, uh, if the opportunity can't, you know, we can't check every box, we'll pass on it. And perfect example of that is our Santa Ana expansion. You know, we, right. spent, we looked at probably over 100 deals or potential deals in California before we landed on that. And um, it took us a long time, but it was the right location, gave us everything that we need, you know, to build a superstore type facility in that market. So we're real excited about where that's going to go. So uh, COVID has forced you and forced the business to, to, to pivot, to change, to broaden. With, when things return back to normal right. or somewhat normal, um, do you see yourself keeping this line, this, this, new, this new track, or do you see it reverting back to how you were doing business? Or do you see some sweet combination of the two? Well, I think it'll be a combination. Like I said, the delivery and the curbside programs we have in place now, those are, some, those are entirely new revenue streams for us. It's like having another dispensary, actually. Wow. So, that's, a, that's a great analogy to it. Yeah, and as we move in, you know, we're working now to reopen our medicine dispensary, which is our original dispensary. Uh, we're going through the local government permitting process there, so we hope to have that open you know, sometime in November uh, of this year. So, you know, that'll give us an opportunity to go back in and, and cater exclusively to the local customer 
that you know uses our facility you know to and from work so and then of course santa ana as we build that out you know we hope to be um you know hope to have that operational you know sometime in the first half of next year and that's going to be a game changer i mean it's the design is probably about 99 percent complete okay expect to be pulling permits here shortly but again in california we want to create a destination we want a place that you know that 50 million plus visitors that go into Orange County every year. That uh, you know we can draw from them as well as you know the five million people right in Orange County and the you know 12 million in the greater metro area. So we want to create something special that drives traffic. That is a destination. It's more than just a dispensary. Um, and as we as we wrap up, the name. I mean, I know the story, but the right. name Planet Thirteen. Right. Well, I'd love to tell it. So it was really just a function of sitting around talking about, you know, what can we do that would, that's a con- connotation of being massive, great, huge, and well, planet. You know, you hear the word or, you know, you hear the word planet, you think massive. So 13 is really simple. That's the, you know, 13th letter, letter of the alphabet, M for marijuana, planet marijuana. And um, so, you know, we did the same with medicine. It was a, uh, we, we turned the 13 sideways and called it M for medicine, marijuana. We did the same as we morphed this into a, a larger platform with recreational uses. So planet marijuana. Well, uh, from, from my planet to yours, <laughs> um, I just wanted to say uh, thank you, uh, not only for, uh, for doing this interview, but for also being listed on the CSE being a great advocate of the CSE. Um, we wish you and your family and all your colleagues and everybody uh, under the Planet 13 banner and as well as in the state of Nevada uh, the best of luck, with health, wealth, and um, prosperity going forward. And if there's anything you ever need from us, um, just just let us know. Well, Barrington, thanks. I. I want to reciprocate because the CSE has been a fantastic partner for us from day one. And we wouldn't be where we are now as a public company without uh, that vehicle. And um, it, it means a lot to us. Oh, that was, it's, it's our pleasure. And uh, Robert, I just, I just want to say thank you. And hey. uh, this has been your host, Barry to Miller, uh, another episode of hashtag finance. And today I was here with planet 13. Thank you. Hey. Have a good day. Hey, it's James here, reminding you that if you just enjoyed this episode of Hashtag Finance, there's a lot more. Make sure you subscribe to this show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Shows come out at least twice a week, so please do not miss out. Also, if you're on Instagram, please don't forget to follow us at Canadian Exchange. That's all one word, Canadian Exchange. We're hosting live daily content with great guests discussing the capital markets, entrepreneurship, investing, and much more. And finally, if you like video, please subscribe to CSE Space TV. That's CSE Space TV on YouTube. You can find more great stuff, including exclusive series content like Cannabis Month 2020 and our new series, Investing in Psychedelics. As always, thank you for listening.